Good evening, friends, and welcome back to Live Reality Games, the network of creators making your favorite shows into our reality. We're back, friends. I'm super pumped. We are here to talk about Survivor 42, episode two, called Good and Guilty. And there are some good and there are some very guilty in this episode that I can't wait to break down. Our takeover this week is none other than the first season of Survivor Canberra with us, you will know one of our fellow podcasters, Vince. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's always good to have you, buddy. And I can't wait to hear your take, uh, spicy take on this season of contestants. Actually, I did the um, season 41 on the second episode as well. So it's going to be a tradition maybe going forward. <laughs> this, is the, this is the new thing here, folks. Joining Vince and I this season is none other than Brendan, one of the contestants in Survivor Canberra. Welcome, Brendan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, super stoked to have you, Brendan. First off, what's your what's your take of the first two episodes of uh, Survivor 42? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying straight out. See, I I didn't watch as much as season forty one. Like that's on me. I was very naughty. So I'm a lot of these uh, challenges that are happening are quite and twists and new because I didn't quite watch all of forty one. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, the first episode was um, interesting. I mean, I'm I'm very quick to judge people um, when they first start out. So. My first page of notes on episode one has changed significantly to episode two. So I was very, very um, surprised by a few people. Same. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear some of these specifics as we get into talking about the contestants. Vince, we, we watched 41 together or we watched episode two together and you watched, filled you out on the rest and you watched the rest. But um you've been exposed now to the beware advantages and now we have amulets there's all sorts of twists they're throwing at us um let's start with the cast what do, what do you think about casting for 42. i feel like it's way 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 better than season 41. i love everyone like i when they're watching this today i was like literally saying to myself i don't want any of these people to go i love them all I and and I just I just feel it's just bring back the survivor like experience I had before like you know the older seasons you just love everyone you don't want anyone to go and it just makes me feel in love in survivor again after season 41. That's so cool. I I'm excited to hear Brendan's kind of like spicy takes how how it's flipped from episode 1 to episode 2. Who's kind of who kind of sticks out to you as having a, a, a different take on them? Um, well, initially, I really was drawn to Marianne in episode one. I thought she was going to be very endearing um, and her confidence and, you know, just her, um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a personality you don't see very often in these games. So it was a, a joy to see. But come episode two, I've gone off the bandwagon. I think she's going to be grating. Uh, and I think it's probably a bit over the top. I don't know if it's 100% real or it is just her, but uh, I don't, yeah, she's sort of plummeted down my list episode two. <laughs> I, I could see that. It makes me, it makes my heart hurt, Brendan, because I don't know what it is about her. She's at Tribal Council and she's making me laugh and smile at home. Like I literally was smiling and I don't know what it is about her that can do that. To me, it's disarming. Um, oh, Snyder just posted that it's infectious to him. But last week, um, oh, and even during the draft, people were saying how they thought that it might get a little, um, a little grating, a little irritating after a while. So what we're seeing is clips. But if she's doing that literally 24-7, I think it was Mariah that said this is happening at 100 all the time. <laughs> that might be too much to take. It would be hard, I think, to if you're there, you know, we only see obviously small snippets, but if you're spending, you know, 24 hours a day with Mary, I think you'd want to run into the ocean, not come back, I think, after a while. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so 
It's so tragic. We're getting a little feedback, so we want to check that we're just muting um, in between speaking, it says. Oh, yeah. Okay, we got it. We got well, We got this, folks. This is not our first rodeo. <laughs> but, just, but leave us a reminder in the comments if it happens and we can't hear it. This is something that is strange. So this is, in Survivor history, the first two episodes ever to truly have unanimous votes because of the twist, the shot in the dark, ever. Zach voted out last episode unanimously, and this episode, um, I think there's one vote that was not revealed, but we can assume that it was Mariah. I have a, here's a quick take on this, Vince. Did they put Marianne and Mariah on the same team because the first five letters of their name are the same? <laughs> that was irritating. I'm like, who are they voting for? They yes. wrote her name. <laughs> I was saying when it when um is it Omar they show or is it Lindsay I can't book I can't remember they wrote N A I was like, oh no 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 Marianne and then I was like oh you know what they got the same list <laughs> okay so right now to give a little recap of uh of what powers are in play so currently on the Marianne's tribe Marianne just received the extra vote I really thought she at least from what was presented, I was like, is she going to use it? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like there's something that happened that made Marianne confident she wasn't going home. I really do. She looked nervous though. Did you see her like shaking her leg? Like she looked like she was like uncomfortable a bit. I don't know if she was a hundred percent certain. Maybe it's just a, you know, there's always possibility that she's going, you know, but I, I, I think they really laid it out there because I think Mario has a story about burying her necklace. I think they would want to sort of honor her the wishes or something, but she still had the necklace when she left. So I don't know whether um, they did straight up tell her that you're going home. I mean, maybe it's the curse of the older woman as well. I mean, she is the, one of the oldest women there. It's traditional that they are, you know, one of the first to go. So maybe she, you know, maybe she, she knew the writing was on the wall, you know, at that trouble. It's so true and sad that she couldn't figure out how to land herself in more of the mothering role. That's what I was hoping. Personally, she was in my draft. So I was hoping she could like mother all of these younger people. But literally, if you look at her tribe, that's not the makeup of the people she was with. I really think she would have been better off on um, Taku, um, potentially. I think Hai and Lydia, maybe she could have mothered a little. I, I don't know if you can really mother Hai, but um, potentially I think she could have done better with a different group of people or with a bigger group of people, which I want to get to because I'm kind of over these six-person tribes, CBS, like um, three tribes with six people. Why don't we expand it to seven? Seven's fun. Eight is even funner. Like, like, why can't we have 24 people? I don't understand. Like, there's, Vince, there's room to move and shake with, like, like, seven people. Six people, there's barely anything you can do except hope for an advantage from Shipwheel, Shipwreck Island. That is true, but I think because of 26 days, I don't think you can expand the cast any further. Um, but I do kind of, I feel like 24 is a bit too much. Unless you have the Australian Survivor sort of the length episode, then obviously that's better. But with, with what we have right now, I don't. And yeah, but the editing to this season has been great. So no complaints by me. Yeah, they went over a lot. I did misspeak. I, I, Mariah was on Taku. I was referring to Vati, I think. I'm still getting the names together. Orange. Or Orange, whatever. green, whatever the color. <laughs> yeah, whatever color it is. Oh, I don't know. So basically, the other advantage on Taku, let me get this right, is Lindsay. Now, we're calling this an advantage, but like we said at the end of last season, everything in Survivor was a disadvantage last season in, in US Survivor. So I think this is going to follow the, the case, potentially. Um, Lindsay has the amulet. Um, um, the, I don't know. I don't think we should call it amulet. Maybe we should um, call it the bounty <laughs> on your head. <laughs> this is a terrible power. 
this is an awful, awful advantage in my opinion. Um, Vince, what do you what do you think about the amulets? I really love the amulet idea, but the only thing I would tweak it is that you can use it like because I think you have to use three amulet to have one extra vote. So if I think that's a bit kind of stupid because why would you want to have three to have an extra vote? So I don't think that's ever going to happen. So they could have just make it like if there's three in play, then you don't, if the first one will play it, will have the extra vote, and then the second person will play it, will have you know still a vote, and the last person who had it will be in an idol. So that will be more interesting than just having all three of them, you know, use it all together for just one measles advantage. Where you can get it for like pretty much free in the Shipwreck Island. True. That's very true. Like that's a lot easier way to go about it potentially. Um, Brendan, what's your take on the the amulets of of disadvantage? It seems like it's a lot of work for a little reward. Um, you know, if, if I just don't see the advantage of just the extra vote at the end. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's enough for what they're risking, you know, because at the end of the day, they are risking their, their game to try and win an extra vote. It just seems like it's a bit of maybe a last-minute, you know, thought process by the producers. I just don't see the, you know... I don't see. I don't see it as a reward. To be honest with you, I think it's yeah. I think it's a pointless sort of. What Vince was saying was much better. It should be a, more of a, a laddered situation. You know, if you're out first, you get the you know the you know the first you know extra vote. If you're at the end and you've got the the, the amulet left, um, then yeah, an idol. I think that would be um, better to play for. To be honest. I'm convinced that Survivor, at least U.S. Survivor, loves the aha, I gotcha moment. And this is what I really think. I, I think they want the first person to play the amulet and go, we're playing our amulets. But then Vince and Brendan go, nope, we're not playing our amulets now. So you basically flush mine, get a power play, Make fun of me on national TV, and then both of you can potentially steal a vote or use an idol. And I think I think the second tier is a lot more powerful. Like steal a vote, that's a good one. That is true. Actually, I think that's way better. It works better in tribal, you know. Like instead of have three people stand up and give it, then you like all three like plot. Okay, we do this. Also, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe what, what you say is right. I don't know. Uh, yeah it's complicated i think this is what marianne was talking about like you have so many plans in survivor like you have plan a plan b but then brendan brings a shot in the dark to tribal and now i have plan a and subsection a subsection b because i'm not sure if he's going to use it or not Oh, this Vince, this is also the third time we saw the shot in the dark get played and this is the third time it did not matter that's just proof you won in the six chances. <laughs> it's really the odds is not in your favor. <laughs> so wait a second. Why does the shot in the dark get one in a one in six chance? But then when we had that weird twist last season where he had to pick one out of three boxes, why was that not one out of six? I'm confused. This isn't fair. Survivor needs to figure out their odds. That is true. I actually don't know why. Is it, is it is it because they have six people in the starting tribe that's like stuck to them? Like one in the set, one in the six chances, you know? Could be that. I'm having major deja vu from exactly one season ago. I feel like we had the same conversation, but we were just confused how they'd even play the shot in the dark at episode two because it made no sense. Oh, did you notice that Jeff changed it up. This is like yeah. watching season one Borneo. Oh, you you caught that. So he's like, he's like, Mariah, give that to me. Yes. Girl, bring me the scroll. <laughs> what happened? Brendan, what happened? Why does Jeff not want us to read the scrolls anymore? <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 that was the first thing I noticed when he asked her, because I was thinking, oh, hang on, she's got to undo it, reveal it herself. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'll take it. I'm like, Okay, this is interesting. I have no idea. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe something Maybe. happened in Zach mode that, like, 
something happened, they'd be like, nah, let's just let just let me do it. <laughs> okay, so theoretically, Brendan, let's say Mariah picks the safety and Jeff reads it. And that what happens next, Brendan? <laughs> That's what I was asking people last week. So I was like, what on earth happens if Zach pulled it out and he is safe? Like, do they just well, I don't think we've seen it before. So do they, it's, it's just a simple revote or like what what is the situation? I think it'll be a revote. That's so and weird. Um, I mean it would be interesting to see because then everyone else who, you know, was majority now have to stab one of them, you know, so that would have been interesting to see. Um, obviously tonight would have been a simple sort of scenario. I mean, they had two options. It would have been either been Marianne or Mariah, so. Yeah, that would have been crazy because then Mariah's, that's correct, because I see Snyder saying Zach would have been immune. Yeah, so clearly they'd be immune. So then you would revote um, with one player being immune. It's kind of like almost redundant because you have to just vote again. Um, but I guess it's better than drawing rocks. At least it allows them to make the decision and we get to see it play out. Um, maybe not super exciting. I think Survivor's looking for more bang for its buck, but um, in the case I would, of it- I would prefer, I would, sorry, I would, I would prefer to see like Zach not, or whoever's doing it not lose their vote. So it's just down to that one vote. And it'd be interesting to see where their head's at. And that, you know, that would make it interesting as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speak. Let's let's speak a little bit on the the. Uh, I see. I say Ika because we stand Ika from uh, Big Brother Canada, but I think it's pronounced Ika, our Ika Blue Tribe that we don't know much about. Uh, just to recap on powers and abilities, Queen Drea from last episode still has um, plus one vote at the end of the episode, and she also has the amulet of disadvantageous power. Um, so she's sitting on that lucky son of a gun. Um, Andrea is in kind of kind of a good situation. She's kind of finagling between alliances. People might be kind of getting an eye on it as we see Swati kind of worried about Drea as she says it's she Andrea reveals all her powers to her and then Swati is instantly concerned and it's like uh, not as much about this female uh, empowerment alliance as Drea is. I actually don't know why. I mean, it's good to like have that back in your mind, but I think if they're solid in their all girls alliance, there's no need to target Drea because that her extra vote could help you down in the future if you stay in it. Like, but I just wondering, is it just that extra vote? Does it? I think it caused a lot of panic between Swati and I'm just like, you're like, maybe you need to chill and see how the relationship between all three like how solid it is before targeting Drea or before like putting her name out there. Yeah, I wonder if I think with Swati, she's... sorry. Take it away, Brendan. <laughs> I think with Swati, I think she's probably a very fierce like independent woman. I don't think she's in it for a girls' alliance. I don't think she was ever that interested in just an all girls alliance. Um and the fact that I mean I I'll put Drea down as one of my winners picks. Um and Tori, for that matter, after the first episode. Tori, this episode, didn't really see much of her. So um, I think Tori's going to be go along with what Swati has to say. I don't know if she's going to go along with Drea as much, but I think Swati's very aware and switched on very early. So it could be good or bad for her at this stage. Now, has we saw Drea confess her powers and advantages to to the players did tori reveal that she did not have a vote and that she had the beware advantage i don't remember her saying anything to anyone no she hasn't found it yet oh wait that wasn't the she preview. It? yeah that wasn't the preview oh like a, like a foreshadow and like um uh, episode one okay that's weird um so okay usually our spoilers are from the current episode. Apparently, our our previews are predicting. I literally wrote it down already. I was like, she had to have found this in episode one. Okay, so Tori has not found the beware advantage, but she might. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, interesting. And Benjamin is predicting, or Snyder's predicting a Tory win. I will tell you, Dustin freak. Whenever Tory's on screen, like Dustin freaks out. I mean, she is a she's a member of the LRG community. She started, you know, with uh, sequester and other things. So we'll see how well she. I mean, she got herself out of the hole last week. That's a thing. Let's um, head over and talk about Taku really quick. Just the the really quick. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, Vati. Um, from episode one, we have Hi, who has the amulet of no power, and I guess the first beware advantage is with Mike finding it. Yes. Can I just say how Ill I think it's the first time we've seen the idols being hidden and that they couldn't find it like that. Because <laughs> I've always been like, oh, do they remember where they put it? And <laughs> this is the first time I've seen it, like they're trying to figure out where did they put it. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because the cameramen have to know, right? Like yeah. they have to have it on film so they could like go back in the footage and, and find it. I love that the preview showed us that he couldn't find it again. <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> it'll be so funny. It's because so he can't remember the phrases. So he'll be lost his boat to like the merch if they can't find it. Merch, yeah. I don't think he will find it. I think he's not that switched on in regards. I mean, I had Mark down as, a, as first boot in my list. Um, he survived that. But I mean, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around for, to be honest with you. He has such a big heart, though. I mean, it's, 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 it, 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 oh, you're right, though. Come on. He has no vote right now. We clearly nobody else has found it. So we're going to be stuck in the same scenario that what's his name was, um, Xander in season 41, where Xander had no vote until the merge and then basically had no agency and could not escape from that either. Like there was nothing he could do to win that game, in my opinion. Because of the disadvantage. Oh, D Dustin. Any similarities between this cast and, and yours? Want to spill any tea, Brendan? <laughs> um, I don't know what he's referring to. <laughs> I don't know this. I mean, are we looking, are we as thick as, as Mark? I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, so this episode, we, we got a lot before we went even to the immunity challenge for Survivor. I mean, they gave us, for, for, for our U.S., they gave us a 30 full minutes of, of tribe life. Like, what is this? I was thrilled. Um, we started at the Ika tribe, and they were talking about the aftermath of the vote, and they really wanted to keep Tori comfy. I found that interesting, and I kept wondering if the whole episode, I was like, who is being real to Tori or is, or is Tori still the bottom and they don't, they just don't want her to know it. I could not figure out if Tori was actively switching that or if they were just placating Tori. What do you guys think? We actually missed the first few minutes because okay. the, um, <laughs> the live, the technical difficulties. Sorry, I, I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> you know the the tv princes sometimes you never know what happens so anyways dreas looks at them and dreas like it's only going to get worse which i thought was such a wonderful potential title for the episode because that's every survivor season it never gets better it always gets harder <laughs> um good and guilty is a good one but here are two others sometimes i like to grab some i really liked um Oh, where is it? Oh, I lost my titles. I'll find them later. There was a couple good ones during the challenge. Oh, you mean by Daniel? Um, you got to always protect your balls or something. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, I love you, man. That is totally the best title ever. You you always got to protect the balls, man. God, Roxroy, what were you thinking? And then also um, somebody said, don't freak out, which I just think is always a good standard survivor rule. Mm-hmm. Just try. Try not to freak out. Um, so to, to recap then, we went to 
uh, the Vati tribe, and we find out Hai is a vegan, and they don't have rice. Uh, we miss that. Or beans, yeah. guys. This is some. This is some like moral traces. This is coming from somebody who was a vegetarian for 10 years of his life. And I still kind of every once in a while, just pretend to be a vegetarian for a day when I have like acid reflux and feel bloated. Like I'll be like, okay, I'll eat a salad again for a second. We'll see what happens. Um, so, um, he loses it. There's no rice. There's no coconut. High starts crying. I actually did not peg him for a, for, for a crier in the first few days of survivor. And, uh, we see Daniel and Chanel comfort him, which I think could be there for a reason besides potentially um, this story about high. The, the, the takeaway is, guys, he ate the crab. <laughs> he, is, he is no longer a vegetarian. Now, will his ethics in Survivor mirror his ethics in his um, dietary lifestyle? Maybe. Maybe he's a pescatarian now. He eats seafood, but just seafood and oh no, he said vegan. And you I I know vegans. I okay, so here's a short story. <laughs> so I when COVID hit, I decided I wanted to to do Instagram. So I just started taking pictures of food. And so sometimes I would make something that'd be vegetarian. Like I would love my avocado toast and I'd put fancy stuff on it. Well, then all these vegan sites start commenting on it. I any, Anyway, long story short, I got invited into all of these vegan like chats on Instagram with like hundreds of people. And it was like this, this like, like rigmarole of everybody liking and following each other's posts ad nauseum 24 seven all around the world to the point where I was like, I can't, uh, this, I'm, this isn't me. <laughs> I felt like I was lying. Like, I'm not really a vegan. I eat honey. I eat ribs and hamburgers. <laughs> so, fun fact to everyone who wants to boost up their Instagram followers, maybe just start hashtag vegan. <laughs> Vegans will <Yeah>. lie. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> and if you don't use them all, you might be in trouble from the, from the group chat. So watch out for those Instagrammers, folks. Um, anyways, then we jump over to Taku and we have, I don't know if you guys saw this one, but Marianne did an, um, impression of Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yes. <laughs> She's crazy. But, and then you have that moment where people were saying like, is that, that's 24 seven, you know, it's, it's, it's fine if it's small doses. But then you have that. You have to live with that for like so long. I don't. I. I for sure. I don't think I can cope as well. It's just you're constantly on hundred percent. You're like just like chill. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna get a lot. As I've already said, it's just I. I couldn't personally. I mean, I'm grating at the best of times, and that's listening to my own voice. So if I had to listen to somebody else for that long, um, yeah, I, I don't know how they're doing it. Like hats off to them. She reminds me, because I'm a teacher, she reminds me of that really excited student to come to class that's like, hi, teacher, good morning, and, like, greets you every single day, even when you're like, I didn't have a cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> hi, teacher. <laughs> but she also reminds me of somebody, I, I, I'm not even going to say her name, a dear friend of mine in the LRG community that also has maybe not found love in their life. And if for some reason, someday Marianne stumbled upon this random video, I would say, keep waiting, girl. Always be yourself. Don't pretend to be anybody else because they'll fall in love with somebody else. Just be yourself and wait for that person that loves you. You'll, if you're an apple, you can only be the very best apple you can be. You can never be a banana. So don't be a banana because you'll be the second best banana in the world. Okay. Yes. That said. It's true. I, um, this, okay, so Vince, this was kind of different. A lot of times in at least U.S. Survivor, they don't talk about faith. It, I've noticed this for a while, like, or it's it's briefly mentioned, and it was briefly mentioned, but we have a moment where we have a um, three people strong in faith of three different faiths working mm. together. Mm. Um, we have Omar, who comes out as a Muslim. Uh, Jonathan comes comes out as a Christian. That's not really the word I should be using. Um, and then Lindsay, 
says, I'm not the best Jew, which I, I died laughing. I, <laughs> yes. I, I love that. I actually love, because it hasn't been shown. I think only in Palau, it showed a little bit like, um, I think, uh, I can't remember, Ismail or I can't, I can't, Abraham or something, Ibrahim, yeah, he was Muslim. I think that's the first time they've shown it. And then this is the second time possibly they've shown a Muslim, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, in the show. And then you have all three people commenting like, oh, I have different, you know, different faith and different religions. So it's kind of nice. It's just like, this is what's survivor for me, like just different people coming together. I, I'm all for it. I love seeing strength in any kind. Dustin has a question for Brendan. Um, it was Janine versus uh, Laura in the tug of war, I think. And, um, oh, Marianne. Oh, Marianne, sorry. I'm gonna, yeah. uh, uh, no, Janine still wins. I mean, Janine is just a queen of tugging that rope. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a joke, but I, I, I don't want to. I, I, you don't even need to make a joke, Vince. I'm going to make the t-shirts. <laughs> this one's to Vince. Oh, Josh, Josh. Oh, wait, Jonathan. Is it the Jonathan the host or like the Australian survivor? No, I think he's talking about no. the big bulking Jonathan on there. Oh, yes, <laughs> oh, An oh, even obviously. bigger dude. Obviously, yeah. the big dude. <laughs> he didn't. He always say like he he was like the record holder of like um doing um was it the bench or I don't know like this push up or something like the world record. Pull up. I mean, Josh has missed, Josh has missed leg day and arm. So I mean, like, you know, there's not a lot of hope there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jonathan can carry like all of us on his back across. Fiji, swim us home and still win Survivor and yes. be back for the final vote. <laughs> Why do I get, okay, I have not watched every single episode of any season of Australian Survivor because there's a lot. <laughs> but I keep getting like, I know I didn't watch David. I didn't watch The Golden God. I only saw clips. But I feel like the focus on Jonathan is kind of like uber positive. Like I felt like The Golden God got. I, I feel like he's getting such a strong positive edit right now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do I, think too. Like you, you have that moment with Omar, like with that, uh, you know, uh, unlikely draw, and then you got that relationship with Lindsay. So he's he's been set up. I think he's a really in a really good position, which is really rare for a big guy, and um, possibly because the tribe is down to four people or five originally. So they really need the muscle, and he is the muscle. He is the anchor. So there's no there's no way in hell they're gonna get rid of him. No, they can't afford to lose him. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like if they lose him now, what are they gonna do? But let's like go back to their tribe, guys. Like we've all played Survivor, or our versions of Survivor. Imagine it's your first tribal council. Jonathan, Omar, Lindsay, and Marianne are four people. You're like literally four people you went to one tribal this has got to be like fracking difficult like what what do you do like I, I i would be praying for a swap we know there's no swap coming and i'm surprised they didn't they didn't win or the yeah they, that somebody else didn't lose the challenge to be honest I was hoping for what's the uh the red tribe to lose to be honest so we can have like even five 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 uh but I really don't like the direction I because I really like um everyone in the green like I love Jonathan Omar Lindsay and Marianne I just don't want to see them I don't want to go I don't want to go through the same like what they did to what's the um last tri uh, the one with Shan and Ricard like I can't remember the tribe name but I I don't want it down to two. I, I won four of Monsieur in the game, so. <laughs> yeah, that was the Ua tribe. And I felt like they even missed out on a great um, Stephanie LaGrosa moment by not having them go a little further and maybe have to make fire for the final two before the actual final two. 
Um, also, just another shout out. Like, I don't know why, but Mariah in the face always gave me Stephanie LaGrosa vibes yeah. every single time I saw her. <laughs> they <laughs> look kind the of face. similar. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Yeah, the facial structure, mm. which then last episode, Daniel pops his shoulder out and I was like, oh my God, Stephanie LaGrosa vibes. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> and look, she got voted out second. And didn't least, didn't Stephanie LaGrosa get voted out second in Heroes versus Villains? No? Yes. 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 Second or third? It's, it's close. Okay. Close. <laughs> I, I think it's happened. Yes. Oh my gosh. The spirit of LaGrosa is here back with us. Um, yeah, that was a really nice moment with Jonathan and Omar. I really feel like there's got to be more teeth to this relationship because they gave us a full couple minutes of these two guys um, chatting and hanging out. And then we see the girls chatting, but they're not bonding the same way that these guys are. You know, we see Mariah. I think Omar's going to... I think Omar's going to uh, learn from Jonathan for a period of time. You know, he's got a lot there to, to learn. He wants to learn about, you know, probably being the top dog. And I reckon he will probably swing first when it comes to merge um, to try and get rid of Jonathan. That's just a feeling I've got. I think, um, but I think for, for now he wants to learn as much as he can before merge. That way he can, you know, work on his own. Mariah um, tells a very um, heart-wrenching, heartbreaking story. And, and they talk about Mariah not loosening up to a lot of people, but she has a moment where she confesses a big loss that was that was a, a lot bigger than, a, than I would have ever predicted. So her, I think it was brother, am I correct? Yes. Um, who was a nurse, was the first nurse lost in the States to COVID-19. And she hasn't um, fully grieved. And she wears um, his picture on a ne necklace that she's going to bury at Fiji on Fiji. And yet she's the person you might be voting out. Is this, this is going to sound terrible. Could this also be a tactic? Could there be emotional play in this? Can it be both, can something be both truth and a gameplay at the same time? I guess is the question I want to make. It can. It can. It's, I'm not sure. I think, I, think, I think she wants to pull at the heartstrings a little bit. Um, and I think that may have been her effort to try and sway the vote to, um, in case it was her. Um, Marion's sort of doing a similar tactic with I'm a 23-year-old virgin, never been in love. So, I mean, that's also trying to pull at someone's heartstrings that, I mean, I'm a 35-year-old. I've never been in love either. So, I mean, get in line, girlfriend. That's all I can say. But, you know, I think she's trying to uh, manipulate a little bit. I think she's a bit clever than we give her credit for in regards to that. So, um, you know, we've already spoiled the ending of this episode. I'm hoping Mariah finds peace. Um at the jury house before they leave to go on vacation and she can take that moment or 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 goes through it. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to be invested in, in listening to you, Mariah, in some of your exit interviews on Rob as a podcast and other, and other stations because I'd love to hear about that story some more. Um, and we, we cut to Vita again before we end up going to the challenge. I just want to bring up this. This is the moment we talked about where Mike can't find the idol. He tells Daniel, last week my brother was on the podcast and he he's a player of one of these games as well and him and his girlfriend were debating that they didn't think daniel came across as a smart player or an intellectual and to me he did i'm gonna double down on it this week i still perceive him as intellectual and i think he said it himself i'm a numbers guy like he's gonna be the one that can crunch that and figure out when Mike should play it. And Mike said to himself, like, you're a smart guy. You shouldn't, you know, I need to, he's like, I need to tell Daniel because he's a smart guy. He's going to help me figure it out. So there you go. Perception is king. But he can't yeah. find the, but he can't find it. I reckon Daniel will find it. I reckon Daniel will find it. 
and not tell Mike that he's got it. Could be a, a, a play by him. Yes, episode one, Daniel, to me, I, I rolled and thought, oh, God, you know, his arm's gone in the first five minutes. He's no hope. Um, this this side, I've seen a little bit, yeah, I think I think he's teaming up with the right people. And, um, I, I, yeah, I reckon you actually go far, to be honest with you. I, first episode, I thought he was just like, oh, God, this guy, get rid of him. But, I mean, I, I yeah. He's, he's gone up the ladder. I can absolutely, absolutely see that too. But especially if Chanel does not reveal that he told her about the idol. If I think if Chanel goes to Mike, Daniel's game goes a big hot mess. So I think he's walking the edge of a cliff. And this could be such a good move. Like, this will get him further down the cliff. Or he's going to slide down um, inevitably and crash and burn. This is, like, risky business, my friend Daniel. And I'm here for it. I like his gameplay. I think it's fun. It, it's, it's, you know, also the that tribe, it's kind of split into three fractions. So you have Hi and Lydia. And then you have Mike and Jenny. And then you have Daniel and... Um, uh, Chanel. So if the four team up, so High and Lydia will probably be on the outs. So so I'm so maybe they do want to work together the four with form a strong four, and then they probably vote out high and Lydia with the chance they got. So basically we have these pairs together. So Vince, who are you saying who you think like which four, which two would go together? I think Mike, Jenny, Daniel, and Chanel will go together because we have, you know, Mike trusted Dan Daniel to tell him about the idol. So, and because we haven't seen the interaction apart from hugging high, we haven't seen any other interaction between Lydia and, and high within those four. So logically, I think the edit's telling us that those going to form a big four and then they're going to vote out high on Lydia with the chance they got. Interesting. So, and currently Mike has no vote, but that still puts them at a three, two advantage. The only thing that could get in the way is maybe Shipwreck Island, which they did not go to this episode. Yes. Um, yeah. This, this, this shocked me. I do think there was one episode in 41 where they, they just were like, we're not going. To the to the island, we're out of gas. Gas is expensive. Thanks, Russia. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> I think at it. <laughs> is it because they understand that it's too many advantages and too many screen time? Maybe they did go and didn't show because everyone protect their vote or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. If there's like an like a an. A situation that's not very relevant to the gameplay later maybe they just don't keep it in but i was like oh okay we are just playing for reward so it was an immunity and reward challenge um there's no shipwreck island or advantages all we have well all we have we have a massive fishing gear set for both of the first two tribes to finish the blindfold challenge um brendan you're surviving for four days on fiji how much, how bad do you want the fishing gear? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of in storage, but I mean, some of these people are quite thin. So, I mean, I don't know how, you know, Romeo and all that would be surviving four days without food. I mean, there's nothing off the poor guy. But, I mean, it, <laughs> you would be desperate at this stage. Anything, anything just to, even just to occupy your time as well. Like the fishing gear, yes, it is beneficial for food, but I mean, it's also a chance to get out and bond with people and, and fish together. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's very important at this stage. You too, Vince, would you be, would you play it all out for the fishing gear? Are you a fisher? Yeah. Would you, would you be out in the ocean? Uh, well, um, I'm not really a good swimmer, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will hang out with people if they go swimming, uh, if they go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is a uh, one of the blindfold mess challenges whenever you have three teams and each person each team has somebody screaming across the field it is very difficult to listen 
Um, yeah, there's so much we could talk about. So we have Drea, Lydia, and Jonathan chosen as the callers. It is your traditional challenge, folks. We are going to be digging in some sawdust. We are going to be running into barrels with our balls. We are going to be um, spinning ourselves till we're sick, but we're blindfolded anyways. And also um, handling our rope very well, similar to um, contestants on Canberra as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it was it's a great challenge it's fun to watch it's it's riveting it's not anything new you've seen all of it before it's the traditional well it's a puzzle but they do it where the the players are blindfolded as they solve it um it's a traditional challenge we've seen it a lot it's fun to watch what did you think brendan um look i i never when these people go into these challenges, obviously they can see what's in front of them before they're blindfolded. So I would be already thinking about if I'm the one blindfolded, where I need to be, what, you know, and sort of put a, put a play, in, play in play before I, before you even uh, get the blindfold on so you know exactly what you're doing. These people are wandering off left, right, and center. But I would have thought Jonathan, of all people, his voice would have been the only one I would have been able to hear because it was, you know, it's... A strong, loud voice, but it just didn't seem to resonate with the people who were blindfolded. So that was very bizarre. That is interesting. Vince, what's your take for choosing a caller? What type of voice are you looking for? Project. So someone can project their voice loud. And But you also have to take a new component that is a puzzle at the end that you have to solve. So the caller has to be equally good at puzzle as well. So I, I was surprised Jonathan was being chosen. I was like, oh, is Jonathan the puzzle guy? Because, you know, he he did say, like, you know, he's maybe in the, he's like, am I really not good at puzzle or something? I don't know. But yeah, um, I was yeah, surprised yeah. he was choosing. Can we just rewind and put Mary Ann as the caller and just see how interesting that would have been? <laughs> oh, my God. First off, they probably would have won, only because she's so loud. Yes. Um. Secondly, she's probably better at the puzzle. I think she was – I can't remember if she was with Jonathan's group on – because Jonathan, if you remember, during the puzzle was like, oh – um. Wasn't he the one that was like, I can't do this? Like, I'm not... I swear it was Jonathan that... Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure oh. he, wasn't, yeah, he wasn't able to be a puzzle guy. I'm pretty sure that's what he is. He's the muscle, yeah. not, the, not so much the brain. I'm literally going back to episode one notes right now because I'm like, who else was with him? I remember three people walked off. And... You mean at the end of the puzzle? It's I think it's Omar and Marion who did the puzzle at the end. That's right. That is correct. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's a great note. It's almost like this tribe forgot what made them successful in the past <laughs> and tried something new rather than the old standard. Let's is, put, it, let's... is it possible Jonathan is too big and then it's hard to, you know, you kind of want people with the same height to go with? I don't know. So I don't know what the decision. I mean, I think Jonathan could have just dragged them along for the ride, really. I mean, you know, I think. <laughs> yeah, instead of holding their hands, he just should have like piled them all on his back. <laughs> did at least did a hundred push-ups and then gone out and did the challenge because we want those pecs like studly, <laughs> Jonathan, like massive when you take your shirt off. So make sure you just do a couple chin-ups. Um. The fans, the fans need it. I just, I, I just still can't get past that. There's only four people in their tribe, and it's day five. It is shocking. So, um, they win their rewards. Um, Daniel was the one who sat out. Probably, probably. I, you know, honestly, I don't know if I'd want to sit out the blindfold challenge. I think it's an easy one to to be in and to save your sit out for something scary. Like jump yep. off this hundred foot platform into the ocean full of sharks. Scary. Yeah. I thought Demi would have wanted to prove something by staying in this challenge, especially after what happened last challenge. But he was pretty quick to put his hand up and say, me, you know. 
Brendan, that's a point too. I mean, he did just dislocate his shoulder, so maybe they're afraid that he's going to run into the logs that are out there. That makes sense. So I kind of have a different take. So I have a musical background, guys. Um, I did music comp in school. I, I direct musicals. So one of the things about music is that the human ear kind of gravitates towards higher pitches. That's why the soprano line is so often the melody line. So whenever I get to these challenges, I always look for the person that has the highest pitch in their voice as opposed to just loudness. I've won and lost these challenges too. So this is not always the greatest <laughs> thing, but um, that's always been a thing I look for is like a higher resonance. Maybe it's just me. Kirk, uh, who has the highest pitch in the three of us? Just a question. Oh, I, is it me? Do I, I go think high? So. I think so. <laughs> it's me. You I'm the caller. Call. Okay, Vince, <laughs> Brendan, put on a blindfold. <laughs> Turn your cameras around. We're going live, baby. This is for immunity. Um, okay, so we're pretty much at Tribal Council. I mean, this was a really good episode, guys. It really focuses on camp life. It doesn't give us a lot, a ton of uh, like advantage talk. I mean, Drea pretty much talks about advantages, but other than that, um, we have a great, great episode. And then we head right into Tribal Council. And um, well, right before Tribal Council, the aftermath of the vote, we see Jonathan playing both sides, telling us, I'm playing both sides. We have Omar kind of doing the same, but he seems to, um, to, to me, when I was taking notes, I put, he trusts Mar Mariah more. That, that didn't really turn out. Yeah, I, I struggle with the decisions. I don't know where, why do they choose the way they choose, but, you know. I, I just hope that Mariah, you know, I think Mariah could have helped them in the next challenge more than May. If it's not a puzzle-related challenge, then I don't know how much Marianne can help them. I thought Mariah was probably going to be the stronger female to keep around, especially when you're in, going down to a four, you know minority in in the um challenges did you guys notice them say that it was day five yeah okay so season 41 it was every two days was the rounds uh i think season 41 started they going to try by day two and then the second tribal was in day three uh day five so i think they switched it around this time so three three and day two okay. uh, three days and two days last time was two days and three days Oh, maybe I would. Yeah. I, I didn't follow it that well. I thought it was always every two days, or maybe towards the end when it's a little bit quicker. It was, um, so that just shook me for a second. I thought, oh, they have an extra day to strategize. I guess my only question is, why wouldn't you put that extra day on the first round of the game? Doesn't it make more sense to have more content at the start than? after two people one person's been medically evacuated and the other person's been eliminated i don't know I don't that's know. a production question send it to william yelton <laughs> he'll he'll love all the messages <laughs> <laughs> um so we vote and mariah uses her shot in the dark guys um she accurately predicted um that she was going to get the vote so she played it correctly it didn't pay off and I'm actually really surprised that Marianne didn't use hers as well. Like I would have thought, maybe she's just so comfortable in that tribe, but I would have thought she would have had some sort of realisation that she was probably the other vote. So it surprised me that she didn't use it, considering Omar and Jonathan were really, at one stage, looked like they were torn because of Mariah's story um, as to whether they were going to vote her or Marianne. So it was a bit of a surprise she didn't use it. You know, this is like a Hail Mary move. Oh, Mary. <laughs> but anyway, um, like, let's say, because we had talked about this, and I, I'm pretty sure it was clarified that every time a person does a shot in the dark, there are six parchments in there. It is completely irrelevant if somebody's already pulled one. So in theory, there you can have multiple safe people in one round from the shot in the dark. So crazy scenario. Marianne uses that shot in the dark 
she gets safety. Mariah gets safety too. They go to a Revo and it's Jonathan, Omar, and Lindsay. Lindsay goes. I think so too. Yeah. Actually, uh, they don't they don't usually replace the um, the the scroll. Are you so sure? They don't, re- they don't reset the scroll. They only reset every time the new uh, every tribal, not every vote. But there were six and there's only five players, so wouldn't there have only been five scrolls? No, they, no. they don't think that. It's one in the six. Oh, right. One in six, yeah. yeah. Which is weird because then you get to merge and you can still use it, but it's one in six, but there's 10 12. or yeah. 12 people. 12 it's 10, yeah. very weird, I think, at merge. I almost think, I think we, as somebody discussed this, is that maybe this twist is better served at the first part of the game and maybe evaporates at merge. Yeah, that could be a way to play it. See what happens. Um, but yeah, this was really fun because the two people that are targets, Mariah and Marianne, literally the same first five letters. I mean, the name Mariah is in Marianne. So every time somebody was writing, they could like do every letter. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So is this survivor of the future? Like everybody's name is going to be like very close to everybody's name. So it could be like as uber dramatic as possible. Like Brendan, everybody on your tribe starts with B-R-E. Brenda, Brent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's right. It could be any combination. You know, it would make it very interesting. It's just like when you, you know, you're voting out two people who start with J. You know, you get that slow J and cuts away, and you're like, "What on earth is going on?" Um, this reminds me of a LRG I went to go visit last summer just for fun. They said they might need me as a as a backup contestant, but I was pretty much going to volunteer and help. And I get there and I'm meeting the contestants, and they don't know I'm just backup. So I'm I'm talking amongst them as if I'm playing. And there's a guy there whose name is Kurt, <laughs> like K-U-R-T. And I'm like, oh no, oh, I hope I don't have to play. And so then they're like, oh, what's, who are you? And I'm like, oh, my name's Kurt. And they're like, oh yeah, how do you spell your name? K-U-R-T. <laughs> no, like what if, like, this is, like, dumb gameplay, but what if, like, I convinced somebody to spell my name wrong, but it actually was somebody else's name in the game? Is it, like, Jeopardy and it just counts? Like, the like you're wrong. Yes. They misheard you at the start. That's their problem, not yours. So, too bad. <laughs> it reminds me of the end of... Uh, uh, Big Brother Canada, when the when that contestant wrote the wrong name down for the winner, they thought they were voting for the loser. <laughs> and that literally was the vote that won somebody the game. I'm trying to remember which season this was. Classic moment. Classic. Okay. So, um, really quick, let's do an update on the draft for LRGs this season. Here we are. Looks like Brody and Jillian are still stacked with all four teammates sitting on eight points. I unfortunately lost Mariah. I think she was the left. I think Mariah was last pick of the draft as well. So we got something right. Um, I'm down to seven now. And then we have our friends with six points. Um, They all lost a contestant last week. So we're all still in it, but it kind of matters who who gets voted out in the next couple episodes to determine who is going to win one of the live reality game buffs that we're going to send out to them. So we'll see who that is. Um, I I totally forget the preview. I completely forget what happened. Do you guys remember anything about the preview? Yes. I can do, if they don't have um the the commercial before they usually have like uh stay tuned for seeing our next episode or something like a preview or something yeah and then then you have the commercial and then the preview comes so this is just go straight to the preview um so we know Omar and Marianne found the idol or something or something so they have that reaction um and then Rockstar probably have uh, something happen in the challenges and then just say. This has never been happening in Survivor, blah, blah, blah. So 
something happened in the challenge. But so we're we're for real. Tori has not found the idol. No, it hasn't. No, no, it wasn't clicked. It's like um, I I potato has skins. I have skin. Am I a potato? It, it just hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> This is so dumb. Is this ever going to work again? Can they, like can they ever pull this twist off ever? No. No. It's dumb. But they could, but not the phrase. Maybe you think it, I because I said it last season as well. Like they make, can make noises, you know, make a cow noise or like moo or you know, like a chicken noise. <laughs> I mean, I would just think it's very bizarre. No, I, I mean, maybe that's me. I would automatically think that something's up. I mean, someone's just walking in saying a very random, stupid saying, then, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I would be like, vote them out. They have an idol. Like, like <laughs> and you could just be having, like, a mini stroke and just, like, say something on accident, and I'm going to be like, vote them out. <laughs> vote them out. <laughs> My chickens are walking on the moon tonight. Vote them out. <laughs> Done. Done with you. Like, so don't if if I ever ended up on Survivor, do not come at me crazy talking some crazy speak because I'm just gonna instantly think like, oh, this is this is one of those new Survivor things. It's like a password. Like I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing it. Kurt, I love the phrase that you created. This now my chicken's walking on the <laughs> <laughs> They should hire you to be a production. Oh yes, if you need more of these random phrases, just hit me up at 10:14 p.m. after a couple white claws. I have many more that can come to you for free, Survivor. You don't have to pay me. I'd love to do it for fun. Just shout out LRGs once ever. That would be amazing. We kind of did get a shout out this season too from uh, Chanel earlier in her interview. Not exactly live games, but she did mention a couple of orgs. Um, which Brendan, you're you're big in that community as well. So that's kind of kind of fun to to get some of what we do kind of out there um, on TV. I think that's fun. Next week, episode three is going to be called "Go for the Gusto." This sounds like a Daniel line. <laughs> So we'll see what that means. Who who is gonna who's got the gusto? Um, they've given us previews for titles up to episode four. Episode four is gonna be called the vibe of the tribe. I'm kind of getting maybe Jonathan, like he kind of gives me that hippie, mm. hipster type of feel. Hippie, sort of, yeah, yeah. I could see him dealing with vibes. I'm, I was trying to see the tree that you know, episode three that you know Taku get their redemption moment and they're you know safe and. You know, they win a challenge for God's sake, so they need to. Same. We, we all can hope for this, too, because otherwise we might be in for UA 2.0, two seasons in a row where we see a tribe get demolished. And I will come, I will back up to it. I was talking to my friend Rebecca Chatfield about this, like, six, six, six tribes are only so, there's only so much you can do. I really feel like seven is a magic number that would have made much more interesting TV. And if this was Australian Survivor, we would have seen probably tribes of eight and there would have been a lot more, there would just be more happening. And that is, that's the only thing I say is sad about this season. I feel like they could cast a few more people and and they'd still have an amazing group of folks. Kirk, you, you should watch um, Australian Survivor season 20, 2016 because it's actually three tribes of eight people. Well, it didn't go too well, but oh, <laughs> there's a lot of random twists in between anyway. So, um... <laughs> well, I'll definitely read the Wikipedia notes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I probably have before and forgot them, just like Mike forgot where the idol is. And let's see if he can actually find it next week. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vince, man, it is always a good time. Oh, this is an interesting question um, from Snyder. Do you think uh, Australia will ever do four tribes? No. That would be different. No. They, no. I think the production has said three tribes a bit too confusing for the casuals. So if three tribes too confusing, I don't think they're ever going to do four tribes. <laughs> 
I agree. I've been to survival challenge and helped um, do videos for that. And when I'm watching four tribes, I get confused. Th throw a swap in there. I don't know what's happening. It's pretty much merged. They just can't talk. I don't get yeah. it. I don't know what's happening. Um, okay. That's it for a survivor episode to break down. Brendan, it was awesome getting to hang out with you tonight. Thanks for joining us. No worries at all. Thanks, guys. And we'll definitely be following you and your adventures in Canberra as they go on. Um, there's a couple little things that we could talk about as well. Um, Melbourne, you guys did a, a, a dynamic duos event recently. Yes. Is that true? Yes. How did that go, Vince? Because uh, I was an organizer, so and Hopper was in there as well. Brendan was in there as well. Um, it went well. Uh, Hopper, you you love you love the challenges, you love the experience, right? <laughs> I su I surprised myself. I'm the I'm the new challenge beast of of trial. I mean, who would have thought it? Not me. So, um, yeah, it was great. It was actually one of the best times I've ever played. So I actually really really enjoyed it. Dude, that's so great to hear. I love listening to a player that makes like a journey arc. Think of your like, like, like one of your beginning interviews is the exact opposite sentence where you're like, I, I can play this game. I might not be able to play the challenges, but like socially, strategically, I got the chops, but you like totally do dogged yourself in regards to challenges. So that is so cool to hear somebody have that. that I mean, I played, I played a trial a trial the same location 12 months previous to dynamic duos and i was the first boot um so i didn't get a chance to do much so you know this time i thought hell let's just do it that's awesome man um one other thing to talk about right quick is survivor michigan all stars is starting soon survivor michigan's where we kind of started on this channel they were the first college survivor to to reach out with us to cover content and start making that. Check out their Twitter. There's an epic bracket battle for favorite player of all time. This is big for the Survivor Michigan community. This is their all-stars. They are bringing back the best of the best. And if you want to check it out, go to their Twitter. It's Survivor Michigan All-Stars. Their epic bracket battle. That's going to be it for this week, folks. Vince, Brendan, it's been a blast. We shall see you soon with more unwanted opinions from the Live Reality Games team. Yes. We'll be seeing you next week, same time, for episode three. Peace out, folks. Bye. See you guys.